It's time for Slim. We back. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Highline Podcast on Comunicado Oficial, the network. Um, as usual, I'm Fei, and today with me, I have a totally different person from last time. Actually, if you've been listening to the podcast, you're used to this voice by now, but yeah, with me, I have Fonto here today. Hi, guys. I know I'm not... I, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, and I'm I'm so glad you invited me to the show. Yeah, you know, it's not it's his show, but I invited him because you mean, know that's how things guys, run let's here. Let's make it clear. Let's make it clear. It's his show. Let's kind of make it clear. It's your show, bro. Like you're the one running it. Like we have to give you flowers for the first week. Everyone was like hyped about what you did. Oh, wow. My best line for the, from the last episode was. Um, Kaya Saka come, come like, like Isojo. I love that. I don't. I don't know Isojo. I, I. I really don't know what you were talking if about. You know Isojo. You know the relationship. Bro. Not too flashy. Simple yet effective. Yeah. But yeah, we're not gonna get into that today. Nice to have you on the show, Funto. Thank you. Um. So, pretty much, we're just gonna do a quick roundup on you know all that happened in the Barclays Premier League this past weekend and. You know, where better to start than where the weekend started? In the King Power Stadium, Leicester versus Chelsea. I mean, do you want to go first? I'll try my best not to speak too much, but yeah. Um, Chelsea are Chelsea are just a different beast. I can't just... There, there are no words to describe them anymore in my own eyes. I'm just, I'm just like... <sighs> Against the same Leicester side, a certain team dropped f- top, chopped form from them. But to see Chelsea do what they did in easy fashion with efficiency, I didn't watch the game. I just watched a few like bits. And from what I could see from all the analysis and everything and reading back, all I could see was like Chelsea were totally dominated. There was Chelsea top, sorry, Chelsea dominated that team, um, Leicester totally from beginning to end. The goals from Pulisic, um, Rudiger and Conte. I don't know what else to say, but like Chelsea are still and will be my front runners to win this title. You know, everyone was talking about Guardiola and his team, and like Guardiola can do it again, but a team that's only considered four goals in 13, sorry, 12 matches, right? Uh, yeah, 12. Yeah, in 12 matches. It's scary to see them and just be like, who's going to stop them? Like, if they aren't considering, if like I remember the last ep- last episode, someone said it's just efficiency about them, and I just can't believe what I see from them every single time. Honestly, you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I was the one that described them as efficient, and like I always say, it's crazy because you know they don't take majority of their chances. I'm watching the game and genuinely could end seven nil if you know. These guys could keep their line. I know Hudson Odoi scored, it was offside. Pulisic scored, it was offside. Rich James scored, it was offside. That that That's 6 0 we're talking about. For real? Yeah, if they could just <laughs> like that. And comes back to what we were saying last week about both teams. Chelsea are a well, well oiled machine. Like from start to finish, front to back, every single thing looks like, you know you can see that this is a team that is coached properly. Like, they are the definition of the difference coaching makes to a team. Yep. You look at, you know, when Frank had them, you know, and, you know, Frank did a great job, but it just shows the difference what an elite manager can bring to a team. Because now they've only considered four goals this season. We're talking about 13 weeks, four goals. That is insane. Like, any single team that can pull that off, that is absolutely insane. So you think about it, then they're not going to take their chances, but you're also not going to create any chances against them. And their only loss came against City, a game where they were off, and it happens. I still believe they're going to win the league as well. They're the best team in the league. But, you know, turn the other side to Leicester. They, they, they're not what we thought they were. And I feel like a magician now for calling it out because I, I, just, I just could not be fooled by them. Like, uh, Leicester... I'm going to call you out for calling me out on... The HTTP, 
tp.www.podcast. Like you called my name, my government name saying that yeah, because I'm, I'm full. I'm always fooled by this Leicester team. Yes, because you allow them to fool you consistently. It's almost like, like let me say in the NBA now, you watch yeah. the Utah Jazz dominate every regular season, mm-hmm. and you you tell you and you know they're gonna fluff in the playoffs. But somehow you have convinced yourself that this is their year. It's gonna be different this year. And at the start of the season, when they got parts in Dakar. Uh, Sumari. Sumari is not looking like the player everyone is saying he was, but I'm hoping it's just a rough patch, you know. I mean, he's putting some decent, decent play. Yeah, but he, they got honest. completely outplayed, both against Arsenal, against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. The only win that turned some heads yep. was against Man United, and we both know the situation over there. So, yep. I'm saying this game told me more about both Chelsea and... Well, he didn't tell me much about Chelsea because just I just knew he just, yeah, exactly. And then with Leicester, he just confirmed my point with what I was saying about them that, you know, it's where they are. They've probably hit their peak. Sorry, they've probably hit their peak. And they're always going to be the team that creates good players and sells them to... They're always going to be a stepping stone club, in my opinion. So my question to you is, what takes them to the next level? Because they are well run, they are well, they are well odd machine as well too. So, what do you think takes them to the next level? I don't know. Maybe some teams are just not built to get to that level. I mean, they've won. They are doing everything right. They don't doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, I don't. They're, they're just not the big. I don't know how to put it. Like. Unless, well, they they're like they're, like you said, they're a well-run club, you know, yep. well-funded. But I think what will take them to the next level is for them to get into the Champions League once, at least one time, you know. Mm-hmm. Make them a favorable destination, not just a place where players come to improve and move on to larger clubs, but a place where players come and feel like they can compete for the highest trophies. So unless they can, you know, do something crazy by getting into the Champions League and splurging, you know, 120 million, because that is when they'll be an attractive commodity. Because right now, you look at the type of players Leicester buy, they're the people on the come up, players with high potential that they nurture and sell for big value. If for them to take the next step, those big value players should be willing to come to Leicester as well. So, 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 my own question is, do you think Brendan Rodgers is the right man to take them to the next level? Nope, he's not. Brendan Rodgers, for what Leicester are right now, he's the perfect manager. But if they want to actually be part of the top six, like they claim that they are, I don't, I mean, you look at what he did with Liverpool. Yep. He took them to, you know. He made them relevant again. He did a fantastic job with them. You know, mm-hmm. he should have won the title in 2014. But these things happen. But he got a boatload of money and just didn't get it right. So he took... He, he, he kind of reminds me of Ole, but a more, like, you know, tactically astute manager than Ole. Like, he knows how to coach, yep. but I just don't think he's meant to be at the top, top, top level. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but, you know, game just reaffirmed what we knew about both teams, or what I knew about both teams, and basically what everybody knew about Chelsea. Yeah. It looks like they're going to run away with the league now. And, um, you know, next game is um, Aston Villa versus Brighton. Stevie G. Yeah, man. We were full of praises for Stevie G in the last episode. You know, I said he was ready. You know, um, you know people don't understand the praise for Stevie G. Do, do they know that? Like, they actually think that, you know, like, it's just... You know, new manager hype and everything. Nah. But I think people need to understand that, like, Stevie G has done his time. It, when a manager does his time, for me, is when he takes time out to say, I'm not ready for the top yet. I'm not ready to, like, move to the next step. So I need to calm down and go to the next job, go to the jobs that, you know, I can build my squad, build my identity, build how I want to play. Yep. And that is what he did in Rangers. He went undefeated. I know everyone thinks the Scot- yeah, Scottish League, all due respect, it might not be the best in the world, might not be amongst the best, but the same way we send players on loan or the players go to lower leagues to build themselves up and end up getting scouted. Why don't That's the thing for me. Why, do, why don't managers go through that same route? I wish people like Frank Lampard now, he's struggling to get a job. He, he threw his heart into the... He threw his heart... Uh, his, his name into the um, 
no shot. I think he pulled out. He pulled out eventually, but like that was that's not the right job he should be going for. I feel he needs to step down and go back and rebuild himself for a while. Take your time, bro. If you want, and one thing I really realized is that you know Frank himself can't be Chelsea manager again. I'm sorry to say, I think he has the facilities to be Chelsea manager again. He just rushed at it the first time. Yeah, he's not a bomb. He just he just yeah. wasn't ready for exactly where he was at the time. You know, he got a super team, and it's not I, I like he showed us. It's not always easy for managers to mm-hmm. galvanize a super team, and it's like Brendan Rodgers, you know. Sorry, like Ole, he's taking them to. He took them to where he could possibly lead them. You best. really want to go to Oli? Oli is a whole section. No, of no, no, no. I'm like, just saying, like he really. We're gonna Oli. Oli will probably be the last section of this. He podcast. took them to where he could do best, and yeah. then, in you know, a, a higher quality manager has come in and just you know, they haven't looked back since then. Yeah. And Stevie G has the capability to be Liverpool manager one day. Mm-hmm. But I like what he's done. He's if you if you what there was an interview where, you know, when he was still at Rangers, they were asking him, Oh, do you want to be Liverpool manager? Blah blah blah. And he's like, Liverpool fans do not want me to be their manager. I don't want to be Liverpool's manager. I love Jurgen Klopp. Mm-hmm. You know, it just sounds like somebody that knows that that might be a bit too big for me at this point. Yep. I need to gather experience and I feel like Going from Rangers, Aston Villa is the perfect next step for him because he has a lot of talent in that club. I was watching the game. They dominated. You know, they looked like the Aston Villa from last season. Tara Mings balled down. Ollie Watkins, what a goal. I mean, like, Steven Gerrard has tools to work with and Aston Villa could be a problem from here on out to the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Who did they uh, lose to, by the way? They won Brighton. Too, Brighton. No? Yeah. It's not a, Brighton. It's not. It's not a team you eat, win. We win against easily. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Potter they, they is comfortable throughout the game. Grand Potter is that guy, bro. Yeah. Uh, Steven Gerrard just looks like a manager that knows what he wants. And two, three years at Villa. I mean, let, let's see how he goes. But I'm, I'm very excited for this one. But what height can they reach? What is the highest point they can reach? The highest point they can reach is Leicester. Around Leicester, yeah, and that's good enough for them. That's good enough that's for Stevie G and his development. That's as well. good for Aston Villa. Yep, because it's like punching above their. Haven't weight. said that mm-hmm. the competition in the Premier League is. I'm saying that is their max potential. Yeah. So I'm not saying that is where they will reach. I'm just saying that is their ceiling, their mm-hmm. glass ceiling. Yeah. Uh, next was crazy game between Burnley and Crystal Palace. You know, it was just goals left, right, and centre headers. You know, oh, can, shout we out, give, can we give a shout out to shout out Chaps, Chaps as well? Chaps as to your well. guy, Maxwell, Maxwell Cornet, man. That goal, that, 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 was a, that was a banger, man. Left footed volley straight to the top corner. You know, you you never see those type of goals when you watch Burnley. Yep, so like he has actually brought the diversity that Chaps brought about, <laughs> talked about. But the game was too open, and what I actually took from that game is quietly. Christian Benteke has had a solid Premier League career. Not solid Premier League, a solid season. Solid Premier League career. Not really. He, he's he, Listen, Christian Benteke went a long way. Yeah, I know, he had his goal droughts. Yeah. But he came to the Premier League in 2012-2013. And he scored 18, uh, 86 goals since then. That's 86 goals in... 86 Premier League goals? 86 Premier League goals. For a mid-table striker. Exactly. For, that, and, you know, it didn't work yeah. out for him in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has quite... And he's having a good season as well. Mm-hmm. You know, 2017, 2018, 2017 to 2019, just atrocious for him. Mm-hmm. Last season, he scored 10 goals. He currently has four goals, you know. He's quietly beginning to be the Benteke in Aston Villa that we noticed. He's taking his chances. He looks confident, you know. It seems like Patrick Vieira is bringing the best out of not just him, but... Um, I'm watching Odson Edward. I'm watching Wilfred Zaha. I'm watching Conor Gallagher. I'm watching Mark uh-huh. Wehi, by the way, who scored on the weekend. It just seems like the Crystal Palace as well are going to be a problem. But uh, Crystal Palace are always a problem. It's never an easy place no, to I go think, and play. I think for me, Crystal Palace... Crystal Palace before where you know, under Roy, shout out to Roy, one of the best man- managers for... like he He's one of the best managers who has done his time. Um... Under Roy, it was just more of a defensive play. But now, 
I can sit down and watch Crystal Palace and I can see that yo, they create chances. They yeah. do they they do their time. And you know, they have a lot of flair players. Maybe it's just maybe and because like, you know, the urge of South London is such a good they like pull of South London is such a beautiful thing for me when it comes to Crystal There's Palace. South London ballers. Huh? There's a lot of South London <laughs> Just too Hudson much, Adore, bro. Smithrow, Saka, bro. Um, Ulises, Zaha. Even this guy, Sancho. Um, Iberi, Zay, Sancho. You yeah. Know, South London has hella talent. But like Crystal Palace lately, like when I watched the game, I love Conor Gallagher, man. He even made his England debut like yeah, a few weeks. Yeah, sorry, with uh, um, Smithrow. With Smithrow uh, as well too. So I love Crystal Palace and I think like, you know, like, this team is not that bad. It's not. It's like they're under, they're under, under on, on up. And if they keep on signing, uh, if they keep on playing this way, I think it's <laughs> the ceiling is not that. Uh, it's not too. It's gonna be the usual Crystal Palace, in my opinion. It's just gonna be a lot more competitive to win against them. That's just what I think it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You no, know, they're gonna be and a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, they're gonna be you know ninth, twelfth, or thirteenth. Yeah. If um, possible, they can sneak in later into yeah. the into conference. You know, they can have one of the Burnley 2017 18 seasons where they just sneaked up to sixth position. Yo, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Newcastle Brentford. This game was just <laughs> stupid, bro. Bro, there were two high scoring games. The both game, of them 3 3, right? Yeah, this game was just stupid. Um, yo, I'm watching, I was watching the Man United game, but I was, it was on Go Rush. And um, I think. Um, Brent, no, Newcastle scores first. Yeah. Lascelles. yeah. Lascelles scores. And then Ivan Tony Cardalo should have saved that first goal, in my opinion. Rico Henry, then Joel Linton scored, which is a good thing for Newcastle and Newcastle fans. You know, mm-hmm. he hasn't really hit the heights they expected. You know. he had not even really. He has not hit the heights yep. they expected from him. I think that is, I don't think he has scored up to 10 goals in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He only scores against Spurs. Um, but. Well, uh, well, how do you think Newcastle will look with Eddie Howe? Uh, I haven't really done my research on Newcastle, but like, I still think they're going down. Relegation? I still think they're going down. That would be so funny. <laughs> that would be so funny, man. I still man. think they're going so down. Funny. Like, <sighs> it's just one of those teams where it's like, they stay too long under Steve Bruce. I don't, I don't, I don't see them going down. They have Bro, so much. How many talent. How many games have they won this season? I don't think they've won a game this season. Oh no, they, they haven't. Have. They haven't. They're the only team that hasn't won a game. They this probably they are they are bottom of the table and they probably haven't won a game. Uh, let me chill. Let me just check. Table. They haven't won. Yeah, a game. they haven't won a game this season. And it's twelve get thirteen games. I'm not saying it's a long. There's still like twenty six games or twenty. 20 something games left in the season and I know it's possible to turn that around but it will take a lot yeah, and this January window will prove a lot to see if they but things that they can't sign any top players this January window I, they can get maybe an Aaron Ramsey but looking at your position on the table I don't think he'd want to come because they're like 20th as it stands zero wins you know I think goal difference of like minus 21 something ridiculous like that I'm just thinking about it they have so much talent on that team they've got Callum Wilson They've got say um, maximum. I'm watching. His goal was just absolutely ridiculous. You they know there are players that give you feelings. That's Alan's say maximum for me. Yeah, Jamal Lascelles. You know, they spent 25 million on Joe Willock. Hasn't really been what he was for them. Looking like a brilliant move from Arsenal. Lone hype. I mean, I don't, I I I can't see that. I literally was telling my friends the other day that it's gonna be so funny if. Newcastle will end up with this takeover and end up getting relegated. Like that's gonna be. I the don't biggest think it's a bad thing. Nah, it's gonna be so funny. It's funny, but it's not a bad thing. That's why I think they hired Eddie Howe, because like Eddie Howe on his own, um, he did a lot with Bournemouth, and everyone thinks like, oh, because he got relegated at the at this last season. Eddie Howe stayed how many seasons in the Premier League? Five, four or five. I think it was four. That's a long time to be in the Premier League under one manager. Yeah, and Bournemouth never played in Premier League before him. Exactly. So he brought them up, stayed there, stayed up for a while. Like, I think he brought them from League... I'm, I'm not League sure. One, from League One. Are you sure? Yeah. See, he, he, did his, he did his job. So, I think, for me, them being relegated is not a bad child. They just have to build, like... And people forget, Bournemouth was never an easy place to go and win. Oh. Never. <sighs> I mean, I'm an Arsenal fan, I can tell you. Even as a Man United fan, a, Junior Stanislas scoring from corners <laughs> and all those things, like... Oh, yeah! Eight with, eight with the hair and the goal. Yeah, it, like... 
exactly and that was prime the here as well yeah. Bournemouth was never and they had Joshua King Junior Stanislas Callum, Callum Wilson. Wilson Ryan Fraser Charlie Daniels David Brooks David Brooks is they, the one that has the canter right yeah now? that's oh. him uh, yeah, Wilson. About, they had Matt Ritchie at some point as well yeah. uh, Mark Pugh you know they, like he made it work with a bunch of mid-level ballers uh, except obviously standard players and Wilson Fraser and Demander but I, I, I just don't think for the heights Newcastle want to get to with this takeover is the right manager. But if you're looking for someone to come in, steady the ship, if they get relegated, get them promoted, get them competitive, I think, I think he's the right get them manager. a good team, make them a good team once again in the Premier League, he's definitely is the right manager. Remember when Man City to, when um, um, Abu Dhabi took over Man City? Who was their first manager? Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes. <laughs> I think it's today I saw Mark Hughes wanted to I don't want to talk about United yet, but yeah, um, I feel it's that kind of signing. I feel it's that kind. Of, I, f- I I feel Eddie Howe is a good manager. I don't know why he's been out of job for so long. They wanted to bring Unai Emery, which cough cough. I actually cannot. There's something about Unai Emery that actually just makes me get angry. But I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I don't. I that will come to that soon. But um, from what I can see, like, I Eddie Howe was the best choice for me. It takes them, even if they get relegated, it's such a, it like, because you need to understand, they didn't take, they didn't take over at the beginning, at the, at the, the beginning of season. season. It's mid-season. So, he was out of a job. He, and I think like, Newcastle, I'm not saying, I still think they might get relegated, but they will try and you will see signs. Yeah. And I think long term, going forward, the kind of football Eddie Howe played, that's the kind of football Newcastle would like to play. So, yeah. Well, you know, He's probably going to be the one to start the clear out, yeah. you know, get rid of, you know, players like Shar, you know, people that don't want, to, that aren't wanted, you know, Dormant, Mankiw, players like that. They're, they're not going to be part of Liverpool, uh, Newcastle's rebuild. Mm. I can tell you that for sure. But Brentford as well, was it new team hype, new season <laughs> hype? I don't know. I mean, I was, I'm still in love with Brentford. I still think like... They still have Thomas Frank and that team. They still have a lot. Yeah, I like Tom, I like Thomas Frank. I like, I like Thomas him. Frank, but like they kind of. I mean, they've lost. They lost four in the bounce before that game. Four in the bounce. I think three or four games. Mm. Before before the Newcastle game, they lost three or four. They lost to Leicester. They lost to Chelsea. They I lost to Norwich. Norwich, yeah, they lost three on the bounce. Three or four, I can't remember. So it's, I can say that maybe they. I won't say they've been figured out, but maybe... I mean, this happens. I mean, it's kind of like you're welcome to the Premier League League, moment. Exactly. But you know what? I believe Thomas Frank will have enough to stay They'll figure They have quality ballers there. They'll figure it out. They will. They'll figure it out. They will. Uh, Dean Smith got a win in his first game as manager of Norwich. They played Southampton. And he just shows you you the talent that, you know... But like Elmar... He, he can play ball. Oh, Billy, st- Billy played? Yeah, he assisted. Oh, he assisted I didn't the winner. Billy Gilmore played very well. Pookie cut out uh, McCarthy in his near post. I think Southampton actually got the lead early from Shea Adams, but they couldn't hold it. And it's just, it's just been downhill for Hassan Hutu since that time that Funta was all up on his oh matter. <laughs> Stop calling my name out on, 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 on HTP, bro. Please. Uh, I mean, it's not just you. There's a lot of people that rate him. Bro, I still rate him. I don't know why. I just feel like <sighs> Ralph has disappointed me, man. Yeah, the <sighs> Southampton. Like, they're not looking like the team, but they're stable. What position are they? They are. They're thirteenth, fourteen points from twelve games. If oh. not for how bad Norwich, Burnley, and Newcastle have been, I mean, they're 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 low key in the relegation. Do you remember last season when they were top of the league and they yeah. were playing well? Yeah, well that's caught. when that's when I was that's when I was like, yeah, like Ralph Hasenhutu, I can stand by him because I liked watching Southampton for a while. But I mean, it's probably been figured out, you know. Quality will always prevail. Fair enough. Quality will always prevail, you know. And if you have the Walcott starting in your team at the age of forty, at the end of the day. You know, that's not good enough. Can we go back to Norwich a bit? Because you know that this is the first time Norwich won a game back-to-back. Back-to-back, yeah. In a long time in the Premier League. Yeah. Who knows? They might be figuring out. They might be figuring it out. Who knows? So you think they have a chance to stay because they are always... They're not going to stay. 
Jonathan Mustafi. But them hiring again, there's Smith. no easy game in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, they were the easy game. But I think what I saw with Dean Smith, obviously he had Super Jack, but there was like a defensive solidity in terms of Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. They they defended properly. So why did Aston Villa get? Why did he get sacked from the Aston Villa job then? I don't know. They I just literally it last it last just episode I said out. I didn't agree with it. They should have given him more time. He was the one. He brought them up from where league on or yep. championship. Championship, yeah. Kept them up here. You know, brought them a boatload of quality players. But you know what's funny? Dean would have been sacked at the end of the 2019-2020 season. But they stayed up because of who? Because of Arsenal, very stupid team. No, because of Jack Grealish on the final day. It was Arsenal. Oh yeah, the game if, before. If, yes. El Ghazi, yeah, I remember. It was Arsenal because we had just beat Liverpool the game before, and we come in and we lose one 0 to Villa. I'm thinking, boy, what what the hell is wrong with this club? That, that's so funny, man. But Norwich, yeah, Norwich. I don't think they're gonna stay up. Valiant efforts from them. You know, I appreciate the fights. You love you just love to see when a team is fighting for their lives, mm-hmm. and it kind of feels like they've entered that mood right Already, now. Twelve seasons, twelve. Pre- there are six points with twelve games into the season. It, it's never too early when you start the season the way they started. Sure, sure, sure. So, you know, I I just hope you know they can be more competitive than they have been because every single fan in Premier League was absolutely irate with them because they were just. I'm still at rate. Dashing three points anyhow. I'm still at rate. Let, let's hope things change. Um, Skip. Next, Wolves versus West Ham. Uh, I'm watching the game and I feel like that game told me more about Wolves than West Ham. Oh, yeah. Because that silently. game was all about Wolves than West Ham. The Wolves are silently climbing up the table because if you look at the table, they are ahead of Man United in sixth place, one point behind Arsenal. And I think for the first time, like, it's been silently going on, you know, with uh, Wang, Wang, Wang Hee-chan. Wang Hee-chan. And Raul Jimenez is, hitting, is getting back to his form yep. after, like, a life-threatening uh, injury. Um, they, play, they play beautiful football. It's not all about Adama P and P anymore. It's not about three at the back with Nuno. Bro, Nuno, you're under surveillance now, bro. You're under surveillance. Everybody knew he wasn't that guy. No, no, bro. I, I can't say I read that guy anymore. But yeah, from what I can see from Wolves is that, you know, like, from what I read and understand about them, it's like they play more attacking football under, um, is it? I think it's João Pedro or something. No, 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 no. Pedro is, is it Jose Sa? No, no. Jose Sa is the keeper. Um, uh, quickly. Uh, let me get it. Bruno Lage. Bruno Lage. Yeah, Bruno Lage. Bruno Lage has brought the has come in and changed the style of football they play. They they aren't they aren't just defensive. Even from the game earlier in the season against United, I could see that you know what? This guy is putting some patterns in there. Like they created a lot. In fact, even their first few games of the season. Yep, they were meant to win all those yeah, games, but I they was were just say, not scoring. Yeah, they started. I think they were one of the two teams that started off three games, yeah. no goals, three defeats alongside mm-hmm. Arsenal, mm-hmm. and uh, some not some all those games they were unlucky not to win, especially against Man United. They <laughs> should have put three or four past Man, U- Man United in, in the first game. half. Yeah, they they should have scored in the second half as well. It's not for that save from the oh that double save too. Yeah. It is well. Anyways, West Ham came short, came up short. Yeah, it happens. It happens, bro. It yeah. happens. I can't it even say it's like the best man wins on the day. That's this what this doesn't put anything on the brilliant season they've had. Yep. There's no easy game in the Premier League, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're gonna get even when you are favored to win, you are going to lose. <laughs> it's just it's just how you take it on the chin and react. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. talking about taking it on the chin and react, just move on to Arsenal. Ooh. Um, you know, before the game. Obviously, I was playing about knock on wood and all that. Like, I never envisioned us winning at Anfield. Mm-hmm. We're miles off that. But what my only hope was that... My only hope was that um, we would make this a more competitive affair. And it would not be Liverpool just walking over us like they usually do. 
Umbi Liverpool just walking over us like they usually do. I thought we'll make it more of a um, a competitive game, and that's just what I wanted to see. And the first, you know, first of all, I'm going to apologize again, like I promised I would. Aaron Ramsdale, I am extremely sorry for ever doubting Me too, your bro. capabilities. Like he's just insane. That is England's number one goalkeeper, Gareth Southgate. Get it into your head. Aaron Ramsdale is better than Jordan Pickford. that first goal, but I mean, he saved some. He would, but you're, not, you're not going to save everything that exactly. comes your way. But he's the main reason that that game wasn't an em, more of an embarrassment that it, than it was. And then, furthermore, I think just highlighted the difference in the position between these two clubs. Like you can tell, that is a team in Liverpool that knows what they want and is mm-hmm. going to challenge for the title till the last day of the season. Yep. And you can tell this is a team full of talent and youthful, vibrant energy and inexperience. And you could see it when Tavares gave the ball away for Yota's goal. You could see it when, you know, Liverpool want to break and Tavares is running over to Mane instead of, you know, trying to stay in the passing lane yep. and force Mane to make a decision instead of just leaving Salah wide open on the corner you know there's just a lot of inexperience in that Arsenal team right now and it's what Arsene Wenger said you know if you have a young team you're going to sacrifice their learning curves with points and we all knew that coming into this season not you quoting Arsene Wenger bro <laughs> not you quoting Arsene Wenger that's, that's a big one not you quoting Arsene Wenger but go ahead yeah, we all knew that coming to this season. Not, at the beginning of the season, none of us thought, oh, Arsenal are going to Anfield and get three points. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those three points you know are not going to happen. I just wanted a competitive performance from us. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And as much as you can say, oh, Saka didn't play well, Smith Rowe didn't play well, there's not a lot of youngsters in this world that will go to Anfield and turn up. My biggest problem lies with our experienced players, and I say this over and over again. Bamiyang and Lacazette are clowns. They, 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 Bro, they, they are the not that, you know, they are talented, extremely talented. I like Aubameyang. I love Lacazette. I love Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. And Aubameyang is our captain. But time and time again, I look at other teams and their captains, and their experienced players. And these yeah. are the people that step up for them when the team needs them extremely the most. Bamiyang has been at Arsenal for, what is it, three years now? It's going to be four years in January. Uh, yeah. Going to be four years in January. And he's had two games where he stepped us and carried us on his shoulders. Yeah. And that is the FA Cup semi-final against Man City and the FA Cup final against Chelsea. Other times, in terms Two of big games, in not terms of those, those are big games. Those, not are, those are big games. I'm talking about when the chips are down, when your back is against the wall. Arsenal, none of Arsenal's experienced players are able to break down the wall. Fair enough. None of them. We often look to our young players to bring us out of those holes, mm-hmm. and that's just now. That's just not how it works. Like you look at what Man City did with Foden. If Foden was our Arsenal, we'd be expecting him to do what you know. We expect him to do what we expect from our experienced players. Yep. And it's just not good enough from the likes of um, Laka, Oba, um, what's that his name? Thomas Party. All, all the younger players. It's not good enough from them. I expect more from them. But having said that, you know, we, nobody expected us to... Uh, nobody made a big fuss about the loss. You know, it happens. Anybody can get battered at Anfield. It's just how we react now. Going to Newcastle, get the job done get three points, get a clean sheet and just take the three points and we move. Uh, I think it, we can take away from the fact that Liverpool maybe are just... That's Liverpool in their ruthless form. The, and the worst thing you can ever do is fight you against Klopp. Klopp, um, Lampard <laughs> noticed it. Arteta has noticed <laughs> it Bro, now. it's the same thing. You cannot fight all this... Ma- you cannot fight you against Klopp in Anfield because, you know when they say... At- <laughs> I'm sorry to call it, but atmosphere and inshallah is a real thing, bro. In Anfield already, like the press, I feel like it's even a mental thing, yeah, as much as it is how they choke you on the field. Yeah, like there's this guy on Twitter that said, This Liverpool high press is choking me, I had to open my window, and that's exactly how it yeah. was. Like, they're 
pressing you and when they are pressing With you the fans well give too. them energy mm-hmm. oxlade chamberlain feeling well in that gd role that we talked about last yeah. week winning the ball high up the the, the pitch and then arteta fighting club just gave both the fans the, the manager the players everybody in the stadium that was not related to arsenal the energy that it, that it looked like they were lacking in portions of that first half and uh, once again it just showed the clear difference between where both teams are and it showed that you know what we talked about liverpool last season i personally thought they were not going to do any like it was i i thought i i wouldn't say i knew they were going to come close and be like just one of those teams but there are not they are not anybody's they are just the only mate the only mate are Man City and Chelsea at this point there's only three teams there's indeed. only three there's teams only three and Liverpool teams. are that team like you know we and we know when we're apologizing to Ramsdale I personally I, I still have to apologize to Liverpool because it's just it's just amazing to see how a team like injuries are really really a big thing like we cannot mm-hmm. like injuries to players dra- draft dragging players like them going through that horrible time last season was a lot and they came back and said you thought and you guys every single person listening to this including Funto needs to apologize to Thiago and you know, I, I've backed Thiago countless times oh because he put again in one match again. Uh, see senior Sir. man senior man senior man relax relax sorry what do they call it um I pass I pass you pass bro relax okay Thiago is okay Thiago is just okay, okay. like He's no just he, like he deceived us for a long time, if, and I'm still not apologizing to him. If, Ma- if Liverpool, they seem like they have figured out a way to have a pivot of Thiago, Fabinho, and one of Keita or Chamberlain. Keita, if they have Thiago and Keita, it gives them more control yeah. of the midfield. Mm-hmm. There's, they're going to be able to, and then you have that 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 Trent. I mean, there's not enough words we can say about attacking him. fullbacks. He's almost supreme like supreme attacking fullbacks. He's almost like he's on th- th- that Again. J Cole false prophet thing where he's like, from here on out, my hair grow out, bro. I, exactly, my, my hair grow out. Sorry, like I don't give two bleeps about anything again. It's me and my football. I think after last season, when I if he. The disrespect it at him and say, you know what, I'm coming out, bro. God forbid me ever disrespecting Trent, bro, bro. I can't, man. The man is his talent is just ridiculous. But he, I'm gonna go back to Chelsea and say, Rich James is supreme. Oh, uh, I can't believe we didn't talk about him. Rich James. Just, oh, because you know. Oh, yeah. This was this is being recorded on Tuesday after Champions League games. His game, his goal against Juventus. Was I haven't seen it, but um, everyone has been oh raving God, about it. But Rich James, unbelievable techers, fam. And I'm just gonna use one minute to say that Chelsea's academy is actually the best I've ever seen him. He's probably no. I've seen Lamassia. It's the only thing that can compete with Lamassia. It's, only, it's one of the only things that can compete compete with Lamassia, bro. Like in my lifetime, I cannot. I I always want to like. As a person, I just want to spend like give me a month. Let me go and see what they do in that academy. Three bro. of their four goals were scored by academy graduates today. Bro, supreme talent. Look at we're even talking about Billy Gilmore today. But like Elmar. Billy Gilmore. Look at what we're saying about Billy uh, Gilmore. We're talking yeah. about Maguire, all of these players. You have Livramento. What yeah, what yeah. are they feeding them in that academy? What are they feeding them in Coban, bro? I mean, I, it is just ridiculous. You have Mason Mount. Who, That's what is saving England right now. Chelsea's academy is ridiculous. Because it now, is. the influx of talent, I don't know. I know, shout out to uh, Marina, the best director of football who has been, who was voted this year. But her realizing that, you know what, we can't keep all of you. So we're going to make money from you, bro. Marina deserves that Champions League medal as much as Tico does. Bro, I cannot, I cannot. Uh, you know what? Let's, let's, let's not stay still here. So Liverpool are still on the top. Let's, yeah, let's go And then for Arsenal, you know, just keep it going forget about just put it behind you mm-hmm. going to the next game because Chelsea play Man, Man United on the weekend mm-hmm. and Arsenal play Newcastle yeah we can open up a six point gap on United before we meet them up the week after that okay you know? sure sure, sure 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 talking about Man United should we go to Man United or should we finish Man City uh, Man City was just a routine but uh, I feel like there's as opposed to the usual Salah or Mares, well, that was never really a debate, but Hazard Sanchez argument yeah. is now Cancelo, Rich James, or Trent. Trent. Attacking fullback Supremes. Because Cancelo's pass to Sterling. Oh, God. Chef's kiss, bro. Chef's kiss. Is there anything better than Chef's kiss? Chef's kiss. 
I'm watching. I'm watching the game. I'm thinking, what? You know, Cancelo has never been <laughs> what a defender, but that guy is a that guy. That guy is. Every time I watch him, he's just about to do something mad. Okay, man, unbelievable techers. The tech, the, the technique all around in that Man City team. You look at Cancelo, you look at De Bruyne, you look at Foden, you look Rodri. at Bernardo Silva. That goal let's, from Rodri. Let's, let's finally, let's, let, Rodri, I will apologize to you too today. I think yeah. I'm just, apolo- why are we still apologizing to players, bro? Rodri, I'm sorry as Rodri, well. Rodri, I'm sorry as well because I thought you could not do that Fernandinho role, but literally you have this part Fernandinho and Fernandinho is, uh, he's is the best DM in the league. He's hard He's the best DM in the league. Kante is made of glass. He's the best DM in the league. Mm. Mm. I don't have an argument right now. Rodri literally outclassed Kante when Man City and Chelsea met up. Oh, let's never talk about that. Let's never talk about that. The the, the strike was just disgusting. And you know what? He's... Yeah, ha- yeah, he has, he has, I think he has a long shot. Yeah, he has it in him. He has, he has, he has, he has a long. He has. You can't play as a midfielder for Simeone and not have long shots <laughs> in you. Like it is that is I actually thought that you know what it was spotted. I was saving him in this thing that no, he no, was. No. I thought he was just like you know feather, but he's coming. It just shows you the, the talent ID Pep Guardiola has. If he signs someone, he knows. I remember when Pep signed Cancelo. I'm thinking to myself, why on God's green earth will Juventus release? The um, Cancelo and get Diallo back in return. Danilo. Danilo, sorry. And Cancelo is. He's. As, as you can see, he's making me speechless. Talking, you look at the amount of talent that they have in that Man City team, and we're talking about their fullback in Cancelo. You know, shout out to Culture Camps. I think, like we say it every week. Every week, man. <laughs> every week, shout out to the Culture Camps. The ability to spot the influence these fullbacks have on the game. Bro. Yeah. Because it's not a coincidence that the three. Not just best teams in the Premier League, in the world. The mm-hmm. three best teams in the world have full backs that display attacking madness. You look you go to Bayern as well. Because of you know now, he, so now he plays mid now he plays in the midfield, but Yoshua Kimmich was playing right back for them oh, before. Yeah. And he's Oh, guess what? They switch command to they switch command to this thing. Right wing back. Right wing back. Yeah, that's right. They switch command to right wing back now. In Bayern, so you can see like the full backs are actually the full backs are actually what determines a good Even team. Even Simi as well. Robertson Ooh. hasn't been on it this season. And Simi just put on a madness against we Arsenal. Forgot. And he's been doing it all season. The the game against Norwich was when I was like, Oh wow. Okay. And as well, you're in Club's talent ID. My Liverpool my friend is a Liverpool fan. I think it's not Jurgen Club's ID. I think it's Liverpool's yeah. talent. Because my friend can, uh, Liverpool can ID. My friend, talent, well, well he's a Liverpool fan, he always tells me as long as Jurgen Club signs a player, I have no complaints about it. You know what? Let's with time is going. Let's just move on to the next So well, uh, the do next you want game, to do Spurs? Spurs leads. What <laughs> first of all, Marcelo Spurs Bielsa. were so 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 lucky to walk away with the three points. So lucky. So I'm I'm not even this is not this has nothing to do with me not liking Spurs. They were so lucky to work it with three points. The first half. Dan James running circles around you should be a disgrace, in my opinion. Emerson Royal. <laughs> There's nothing royal about your talent. He's absolutely <laughs> horrible. Bro, relax, relax. But yeah, Emerson Royal, I don't know. That's for me, you have no I haven't seen anything about that guy. Twenty five million is just like I haven't seen anything exactly. I haven't seen anything royal about him. He's bro. The, no, there's nothing good about him. defensively. He's a sh- he's shocking. I'm telling you, this man was burnt up by Dan James repeatedly. Dan James was dribbling past um, Dan James and um, I don't, I don't think he Roberts. played. This guy played. Tyler Roberts. No, no, no. The the right the right winger that everyone loves. Oh, Rafinha. Rafinha. Oh yeah, I didn't played. see. I didn't see him play. I don't think no, he played because if he played, it's love him worse. Have we now switched to the left wing? So I mean, what it, it is uh, like. But yeah, Spurs eventually just came. Well, like we always say, we can't. It's not pretty, but he will get the job done. I remember it's just two weeks. It's just like mm-hmm. uh, two, two, mm-hmm. two, three weeks or a month mm-hmm. into the job. But honestly, this is the time where if you are head of Spurs and you know that other team, you you need to create a form of cushion because they are still settling in. And it'll take a while for the managers to put in place what they want to be their style of play. Mm-hmm. So before they catch up, I'm talking to Arsenal now, before they catch up, 
whatever advantage you have, you have to take full advantage of it right yep. at this point in time. Yep. Yep. So Spurs won two one. Um, Reguilon scored the winner. Um, from uh, what I could see, they didn't like. They didn't play well. It looked like Mourinho for a while, but mm-hmm. it just you know. Antonio Conte is that kind of guy who inspires you things and everything that mm-hmm. happens. But <sighs> Spurs are just like that. They're always, they're always going to be like that. Well, but it's like I always say, like I said last week, the, the curse Spurs of the Spurs, Spurs is, is bigger than Antonio, Antonio Conte. Conte. And I would like to see as well, those of you that were after the game, Conte was celebrating and you were like, passion, passion, passion. If that was Arteta, he would do, uh, he's celebrating it too when we against Leeds. Please, can we have the same, you know, energy, energy for everybody. Thank you. And but so we have saved the best for last, and this guy has been thirsting to talk about this all week. Um, I actually haven't. On on my so actually let me let me let me let me explain what happened. Start. You go I, ahead. I, I woke up Saturday morning five thirty to watch the Chelsea game, and I stayed to watch the Watford game. And before the Watford game, Emeka, who was here last week, called me. He said, "Oh, be honest with me. You played Watford two weeks ago. Do you think there's any chance?" Watford can beat Man U because he wanted Ole gone. So he was thinking if we lose today, that's definitely it. And I'm thinking to myself, there's absolutely no way in hell that team I watched against Arsenal two weeks ago can 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 even score against United today. Not to talk of win them or slap them the way they did. Slap. That that was uh, that was unbelievable. I'm watching the first half and I'm thinking to myself, what? Remember, I went. To, I came to drop you off for work. You remember? Uh, what? That's what I'm saying. I, w- I watched the first half. First six minutes, Bruno don't know what he was doing with that clearance, and Sarri's you know threw on goal, and it's a penalty, and he missed back to back penalties. So they, they're supposed to start the game one 0 You know, Feminia scored on the follow through, but he encouraged the box while the penalty was still being taken. So they retake it. He misses, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, Man United, this is the time for you to regroup and just you know. Show that you want to play for your manager. Yeah. And it just didn't look that way. <laughs> Watford were the first every second ball. Watford were high pressing them. I mean, Harry Maguire, bro. He fooled us. Harry he Maguire. Fooled the, bro. He fooled the entire of Europe, bro. And he's. Um, what? He's, 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 he's copying his ears. Against what? Andorra. Like, I mean, come or on. Bro. Or whatever club. It's San Marino. Sa- come on. Bro. Come on, I'm, I'm, and I'm watching the game. I'm thinking, boy, I, I, I even tweeted out, there is no way Watford are dominating these people. And Watford deserved to be up 4 0 at halftime. But they were 2. But, but they, they were 2 0. They didn't take their chances. And I'm going to work thinking, because I couldn't watch the second half because I had work. I'm going to work thinking, okay, if Man United, because I, I didn't want Ole to go. I'm thinking, if Man United can stage a comeback here, he's definitely going to stay. And at my work, I, I, I take a little break, don't tell my boss, to go to the uh, bathroom. To go to the bathroom and check the Man United score. And I'm seeing that they, they, they lost 4 1. Look at myself, what, what for? The same one for that watched against Arsenal. Yep. For, we should have, Arsenal should have won that game 4 5 0. Aubameyang cost us three goals that game. Sure. We should have won that game against what, what for? And they beat Man United, the super team, 4 1. Only streaky reds. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. I literally texted my friend. No, they're going to sack him. And to this day, Watford Football Club, I will never, ever in my life forgive you. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> it seems like I prepared for this speech for a long time, for over two two years. <laughs> for over two years, I prepared for this speech about what's gonna social living united. But I'll say it this way. Oligana Socia has always been an interim. It's always felt like that. It's always felt like, you know what? Instead of a six-month interim, you became a three-year interim, and that's what, that's what the problem. And funny enough, the day he got, when he finally got sacked, I was in a wedding, and, you know, I kind of jumped around and everything, but, you know, I just compartmentalized it and just, you know, continued enjoying the wedding, which was amazing. Um... But after, like, taking a few days, you know, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday while we were recording, I kind of just had to sit back and be like, you know what? It just didn't work out. Like, we, you know, the imag- your imagination sometimes actually makes you think, like, you know, this, could, this is possible. He could do that. He gave us that. Oligon Social gave us a feeling, the feeling of, wow, we could actually be back. Like, we could, like... 
we felt like Salix a lot more that when Oligona Social was here than any other manager. It felt like, you know what, this was good. This was going somewhere. And it is going somewhere. And I believe he has left us in a better place than he came in. He I left think, in the best place possible. Bro, I'm going to say it. And, you know, I'm going to give flowers. I'm going to probably give him a two-finger applause. Two-finger applause for what he has done because he's revamped the, squ- the squad. He has revamped under his role, under his time tenure. The squad has been revamped. The academy has been revamped. I want people to go back. You know, recency balance is such a mad thing that we actually don't... We actually need to remember how Mourinho is. I didn't celebrate Oligon Social sacking as much as I celebrate Mourinho sacking. Mourinho sacking, I remember the day to this day. It's like a big day of my life. 16th... December. 2018. 16th December 2018. Because I remember what happened. I remember everything. And I will say that Mourinho was more of a terror than Oligon Social. Oligon Social had... United's best interest at heart, but he wasn't just it. And that's okay. He was out of his depth. He was out of his depth. But he was always an interim. That's what it is. And I'm going to say that, you know, in his time, the academy has been revamped. The squad was revamped. I will not go go and remember we had Andy P. Andres Pereira. Sorry. He's still there. I mean, alone. He's, he's still there. He's, he's, done, he's done out here, bro. He's done out here. But, you know, the, the academy was there. You know, it's in a much better place. And going forward, I've always called him, you know, it was this summer that I kind of realized that this guy was actually just like Moses in the Bible. He's just there to take it to the promise. He's not there to take it, enter the promised land, but he's just there to take it to a certain way. And I feel like that's how it is. He's always been an interim. He steadied the ship up to the point the ship came stagnant. And that's the thing. We always had doubts, you know, we have good mm-hmm. games, good times and all of that. But it's just, it just always felt like, you know what, he's never going to be that guy. And it's okay. And for me, that was okay. I kind of respect him. And you know, he did the post. The post. I don't know why they did that. I I I don't dis- I disagree. I don't know why they did that. Because guy, he's a legend, bro, and he stayed longer in the job that he should have been. Frank Lampard did just sacked him. And I mean, he, he was, wasn't. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't. I don't think Ole should get any abuse at all. Because I think so. I don't. He, I, he, I, I mean, he, I've abused him, and I will apologize. It wasn't his fault. Time. Like we all knew, he probably knew it himself that he was out of his depth. Yeah. But and he kind of reminded me of Michael Scott a little bit, <laughs> with the way he used to move. But we could just tell it wasn't his fault. Yeah. And why I I am a bit hopeful that the downfall of Man United is not yet over, it's is because, because the they haven't changed their board. The board. And we watched today. They scored a beautiful goal in transition. Jadon Sancho second goal against Villarreal. And listen, 007, listen, nonsense. Listen, Mahina might not thank me, but get the contract out, <laughs> put it on the table, put whatever numbers he wants. Who wants? Michael Carrick is at the wheel, man. He's doing it. He's doing his thing. Mahina United are back. Please give. I hope they give Carrick this job, man. You know I hope gonna... they give Carrick this job because uh, you know what's funny. It's not. I feel there's no board in the in the in the league that is stupid enough to make the same mistake twice, yeah, except Man United. United's board. I'm not. I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised if they do that. I actually won't be surprised if they do that. But you know, like today in the Champions League game, I just I kind of saw a lot of things that you know. Maybe Oli was holding. I, I'm not giving Carrick the job. I am not going to give Carrick the Villarreal job. Villarreal would be the better side, though. Huh? Villarreal would be the better side. V- Villarreal are just just one. the better side. Villarreal are just Una Emery, bro. Is you pass you pass I pass we we turn I turn. That's what it is. Bro, it was literally nothing. There was no intricacy. Although they have made one big save for me, one or two actually, the whole game plan was just to get by and just because. Yeah, but, no, but the way no you coaching, guys, you no, guys coaching, scored. no coaching, no coaching, no coaching can happen in 24 hours or 30, 30 hours. Yeah. So the best plan was to stay long in the game to be able to score those goals. And that's what exactly happened. That was, if I was the coach. Thank God, I would be able to do. I'll be. I would be able to do the same exact game plan. Do the four four two, and you know what, Bruno Fernandez, bro. <sighs> I like you so much, but you're actually you. You are chaotic, and you know, even when a new manager comes in, I know that they're not going to bench you. They're going to. They're going to slap you a lot. Actually, I disagree. Bruno is the reason you won that game. I know, but I'm saying they're going to slap you a lot. So I well, will saying that Bruno might be six man of the year now. No, 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 I'm saying he, Bruno showed you why he should be starting every single game. That's the thing. Bruno doesn't. Bruno is so chaotic. 
But I feel under a coaching. You need his chaos. Well, you need we his. We need you needed his chaos. chaos on that only. We needed his chaos on that only. Now we don't need chaos. That's what he just comes with better coaching, bro. And now you know, based on reports, they are saying Mauricio Pochettino. And for me, if people knew me for like two and a half years, three years, that's been my dream. The first time I woke up on was it Sunday morning, and they were saying Poch wants to leave PSG. In my eyes, I was just like, "Oi, Oli gets sat." And Pochettino, are you guys fulfilling Fontos' dream all this while? Maybe just a little bit time left. But yeah, um, I know people don't read Pochettino, but I'm going to bring bring two points here. PSG is not a good team. It's not a it's not it's not a favorable place to coach players. In Pochettino, Pochettino has always been a high pressing team who plays in the mid block. In <laughs> in PSG, he has three front men who do not press. So that leaves more of the job for the pe- people in the midfield. One of them is a fraud. Who? You know who I'm talking about. Bro, don't don't bring your agendas here. Um, you see, you see, it's a lot more to manage PSG, and I think like working with Leonardo, PSG's director, is actually a lot of problems. It causes a lot of issues more than we think, and um, the same thing happened with Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel said that you know what, like working with PSG, I'm not a coach, I'm more of a politician. And it feels that way for Pochettino too. And Pochettino, Pochettino has always had his dream of managing my United. But guess what? That board will screw everything up. I hope they get Brendan Rodgers. God forbid. Brendan Rodgers is not even an almost. Pochettino is more of an almost than this thing. And you know what? Everyone is shouting Eric Ten Hag. This might be the most unpopular opinion that I've been having. But I'm not, I'm not convinced by him. I don't know why. I'm just not. You just sit back and let him go to Man City. You'll be convinced. I mean, I said, what did I tell you? I told you, I told you today that Eric Ten Hag is going to Man City because there's no clearer transition from Guardiola than Ten Hag. And because Ten Hag works on, in a structured environment, who is who? My United and Man City. Who is more structured? The, the reason the Ten Hag might not work out for Man U is he cannot handle. The chaotic as- aspect yeah. of the club, because man, don't get it twisted. Man United is a chaotic club, chaotic because rock. of that. Because Ed Woodward is leaving, oh, Ed Woodward is taking an advisory role. I, who I, is I, the man in charge? Who is the director of football? I don't know him. Apparently, he's one of Ed Woodward's. Um, he's one of his man. Them. Uh, it's just like you know, ever you have gla- um, and there are no footballs and there are no said football. that my United signed Ronaldo when he was sixteen. Like, bro, at least memorize the script, bro. <laughs> memorize the script before you start talking. And you know what? It's just a lot of misrun people who do not know football who are running that club, and it just feels like you know what? Yeah, they sacked Oli, but the job's not done. That's what it feels like. The job's not, not done. Even the job is job has just started. The job has just started because. They can ruin the whole point of sacking Oli by hiring somebody. Today, I was just seeing nonsense about, you know, Steve Bruce as interim. I was just like, <laughs> you know what's so funny? This board can do that stupid And Ronaldo thing. is not going to respect Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. And, you know, Steve Bruce might come in, steady the ship. Oh, another one, Mark Hughes. Come in, steady the ship, new manager bounce, and this team will be like, oh, he has managerial experience. He's not only... Three-year contract. New contract. I just believe that this board cannot make the same mistake twice. But they can because they are that. And there's no football person there. There's no football person in there. So Pochettino coming in today, I know he's Ernesto Verde for interim, but he's too good to be an interim manager. He's not even... What? I don't rate him. That I, I think... He, bro, any other manager after Verde, who has done better than him? Barcelona? Yes. I mean, of course, they're not going to do better because the 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 squad was being depleted at the time. Based on the system, based yeah, on, but based he on, still based had a good team. He still had a good team, but you know, I don't I don't rate him that much as well too. So for me, I would say my own my own choice is Pochettino. Just pay the ten million or whatever price it is. But I don't think PSG want to let him leave mid season. But it seems like the guy is actually flirting with United every single day and he's in a relationship, bro. <laughs> he's actually flirting with United every single day, but he's in a relationship with PSG. And I think Leonardo... And they're signing up for Zidane. And I'll say it again. Zidane is not leaving his house for anybody. A man that can walk out of Real Madrid twice. Twice. I don't think Zidane even likes coaching. <laughs> I, think he, I think he sees it as stressful. Bro, a man that can walk out of Real Madrid twice is not leaving his house for my United, bro. 
I really don't think Zidane enjoys coaching. I really don't think <sighs> so. I really don't think so as well, too. I really don't think so as well. I really don't. And it's just crazy how it is, like, to watch people keep on shouting Zidane. I said Zidane is not leaving his house for me. No, anybody. but if there's one person that will get my new success right now that's on the market, isn't it Zidane? Fair enough. It is, it is him. It because is him. you're not going to talk about players that I'm, it is Zidane. It is such an effort. It and is players Zidane. Will, players will respect Maybe him. they will finally unlock Pogba. That they, see, ever since Man you have been trying to unlock Pogba, I've graduated three times. They still haven't unlocked him. Oi, respect Pogba, bro. Oh, please. Respect Pogba, please. Respect Paul. I'm saying Zidane can bring the best out of Pogba. But you know, Zidane we know what might he's be done to, with Ronaldo. Zidane might go to PSG. And I see that, you know what, like, he's the only kind of person that can actually... He's the only manager available that can actually do that kind of thing with PSG because... Nobody can handle PSG. That team is too much of a, an egoistic mess Bro, for is. anyone to handle. It actually is. But Zidane is the only one that can... Zidane is most likely. But he's such an egoistic mess. And I... And you know, everyone says, oh, play front three, that's the best three. You know, today I was on a group on my group chat and they were like, PSG is the best club. No manager should be able to... Every manager should be able to handle I said, bro, it's much more than you think, bro. It's actually much more than anyone thinks that to handle Neymar Messi. I think Tuchel made that point as well mm-hmm. when Chelsea appointed him about, you know, the inability to get... He didn't say it outright, yeah. but he implied the inability to get what you want for your system out of the likes of Neymar okay. and Mbappe. Yeah. And that's true. And that's actually true. So I don't I don't I, 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 I I'm not I'm not fussed about the PSG job. PSG is just they think just signing the right players. And you know, I'll say it, Leonardo is not a good sporting director for me. Do you know, look at the people in their squad? I what the hell is Danilo Pereira doing there? A billion dollar Draxler, 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 what is there? Yeah, a billion dollar spurs, I beg. What's Draxler still doing there? I just I I thought I never forgive PSG ever since they allowed Man City to go to the Champions League final. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... And I think, you know what? It's the best thing for all parties. Pochettino, I want you. I've always wanted you. And I Seems really like a lot of my fans want him. No, but it seems like my, my fans want to wait to the end of season to get Ten Hag. And I just... I'm sorry. I'm not on that Ten Hag hype, bro. Oh, my God, bro. If you knew me, like when Arsenal sacked when I Emery, I was on my knees for Eric Ten Hag. Like Ajax, Ajax football, Ajax is not an Ajax is not just a club. That thing is a, is a footballing education, footballing institution. That's what, it I, helps a lot, much more than people think. But for you to hold the ship down at Ajax doesn't necessarily mean you don't know what you're doing. You have to be a good manager to hold it down. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um, Louis Van Hal in Ajax? You no, know, he's one of the best managers of his time. Yeah, Eric Ten Hag as well. He, if he transitions to Man City, you'll be regretting this statement. I mean, whoever goes to Man City, I'll still be regretting this statement. I don't think so. I will still be regretting. Who, 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 no, but who, like, if Man City want Eric Ten Hag, he's going to Man City over Man United. That's what I'm saying, but not everybody can handle Man City the way Eric Ten Hag will handle them. That's what I'm saying. Now, are you not saying, are you not seeing it that? Man City, knowing, knowing Tiki Pedestrian, their director of football, mm-hmm. and knowing uh, Al Khalif is PSG, right? Uh, I don't even know. No, Al Khalif is No, PSG. it's Ben Zayed that's PSG. No, it's Al Khalif that's PSG. But like... Uh, Sheikh Mansour. Sheikh Mansour is... Um, knowing how... Just saying, knowing how wonderfully Man City are run, mm-hmm. do you think that they're going to allow Eric Ten Hag just to walk away? But look at when, look at when Guardiola's contract is entering, end, ending. Look right. at when... I think 2023. Mm, and he said he's leaving. He said he's leaving. He, he said, said his leaving. time is done. You think they're not preparing for Eric Ten Hag? I'm going to miss Pep though. I'm really going to miss Pep. We cannot replace him. I'm going to miss We Pep. cannot. We cannot. Bro. So Man City is winning the league next season then. Oh, one final time, bro. Yeah. They the might last just get dance. The last dance. They might just get... Last dance. I'm, I'm looking forward to Arsenal's Amazon on a nothing documentary as oh, well. That thing still exists, bro. It's going to be very nice. Rawr. Especially if we make top four. And for, you know, um, for exposure, I'm never knocking on Woody again. That thing is bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not knocking on Wood in my life again. What's that song you sang last week? I haven't. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. Ayo, ayo. After the table, we go. But yeah, be scared. Scary hours. We're coming. 
get the right coach and we're coming. Because just a decent amount of coaching in United, <laughs> I prefer not to speak. Anyways, any other thing? I mean, this is giving this is giving me very much Brooklyn energy. When James Harden first came, and it's scary, it's scary hours, scary hours. You know, let's just wait and see. Hopefully, your board gets you right. But <laughs> we know we've now come to the end of the second episode of the Highline Podcast. You know, it's been me. If you listen to the podcast, you hear what I call myself, the voice of reason, the truth. I speak nothing, the truth, nothing but the truth and the whole truth. And um, beside me, it's been fun though. It's been yes, a pleasure. That's such cap, <laughs> bro. You know when you know when you're about. You know what Bitiaja is, bro. Nah, that's no. cap. The voice is. I've been the voice of that's reason as cap. usual. Beside me has been fun though. Thank you. Thank um, you for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you for coming <laughs> on the show. As usual, the this episode will drop on Wednesday, and subsequent Wednesdays we'll be getting more episodes and more reactions to not just the Premier League but all that goes on in the world of football. No, make sure to check out the the podcast as well if you're interested in basketball um, episodes every Monday. Like, share, and leave a rating on all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you for listening. We Adios. out.